Good evening, high school football fans. This is the High School Football America radio show for July 20th, 2017. I'm Jeff Fisher, host of the show and editor-in-chief of HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. Happy anniversary to us as we celebrate the beginning of our seventh year of the High School Football America radio show way back on July 21st. That's, uh, tomorrow's our, uh, our seventh anniversary, July 21st of 2011. We did our first radio show on the Artist First Radio Network. Yes, I know that since we do it on the internet, it really should be called a podcast, but I'm an old school guy. It's a radio show, folks. We give you uh, everything in a very professional manner here at High School Football America. And uh, if you've missed any of our shows, it's been a who's who of uh, the the sport uh, with the, the best coaches, the best players, the best programs. We've been telling stories about communities uh, over the last uh, six years, and we look forward to an awesome year in 2017. If you've missed any of our shows, they're all free for you. All you have to do is go to highschoolfootballamerica.com, and you can download them there. So uh, we begin the year of awesomeness here in 2017 with the release of our preseason top 100. We did it on Monday, and the response has been phenomenal. We're excited by it. We, uh, you know, personally, as I've said before on the show, I'm not the biggest fan of preseason polls because it's so hard to do, especially with our algorithm. Uh, this is not an opinion poll that we release. We use our proprietary algorithm that has 15 criteria, and uh, this year we're expanding from a top 50 to a top 100. But at the end of the day, the algorithm is is designed to do its best work in season when we have real data from real games. So uh, we, we do a lot of stuff to uh, with returners and strength of schedule to get to the top 100. But at the end of the day, I would really prefer to wait until after Labor Day and come out with our first poll. But uh, the response has been phenomenal. Not many complaints, which always makes me happy. Uh, everybody's enjoyed what we've come up with. They feel it's uh, very, very accurate. And tonight on the show, we are going to focus on the preseason top 100. And uh, we've got uh, three great guests uh, to join us. Uh, all of uh, these coaches that are coming on the show tonight are uh, coaches of teams that are in the top 25. We're going to start with uh, Terry Gamble of uh, Allen High School in Texas and uh, the Eagles. They do it year in and year out. Uh, coach Gamble was there as an assistant. Uh, last year, he came back as a head coach. We're going to talk to him about his uh, Eagles that are ranked number three in the preseason. And high School Football America Top 100. We'll then be joined by uh, the number 25 team's coach, uh, East High School out of Salt Lake City in Utah. Brandon Maddich has done an incredible job there with the Leopards. They're, they are the two-time defending uh, state champs in uh, Class 4A. They're moving all the way up to 6A, which is a new classification in Utah this year. And Coach Maddich is going to join us to talk about that. And then we will talk with the uh, coach of the number one team in the preseason top 100, uh, St. John Bosco, Jason Negro, the head coach there, who's done a wonderful job with the Braves. He is going to join us and talk about which should be a fantastic season here in Southern California. Talk about uh, the, the big matchup with uh, their arch rival now, Modern Day. Uh, but before we get into uh, looking at the, uh, the top uh, 10, at least, we'll take a pretty close look at the top 10. And you can check out the entire top 100 by going to highschoolfootballamerica.com. We want to welcome in our partners here in 2017, starting with Crossover, breaking down your game film for you like none other. They do a great job. They save you time and money, let you do what you do best, which is get to coaching 
just go to all of our partners. Uh, banner ads on uh, highschoolfootballamerica.com, and you'll get some special things if you click through on those banner ads. Uh, crossover is spelled with a K.com forward slash football. If you want a uh, free demo, you can get to that demo again by clicking on our banner ad. Uh, big news uh, during the offseason here. We took a couple of weeks off while we were doing the preseason rankings. Uh, crossover bought by Blue Star out of uh, out of texas and uh, blue star uh, one of the investors there is jerry jones and crossover has always had some major league uh, owners involved in the ownership dan gilbert of the the cavaliers uh, Stephen ross of the miami dolphins uh, crossover is going to get bigger and better baby so check them out also uh, brought to you by echo 1612 chad cargill and company there in oklahoma coaches that design something that helps coaches instant replay on your sidelines right after the play is over show and tell that's the best way to put it Uh, their slogan is make tomorrow's adjustments today yes if if your player runs the wrong route he misses a block you can show him right there you can show him what he did good what he did bad echo 1612 is incredible you can learn more at echo 1612.com also brought to you tonight by USA Today High School Sports. Once again, in 2017, we are teaming up with USA Today High School Sports to give you great coverage from around the nation and specifically from Southern California. Check them out at usatodayhss.com. Of course, next month, they will come out with their Super 25 rankings. Uh, Jim Halley does a great job with them. Also brought to you tonight by the fine folks at Southern Sport, the makers of the TDI Razor, the Debris Inhibitor Razor, keeping those pesky rubber pellets from field turf out of your shoes. It's American-made. It's tough. It wears well and uh, comes in over 20 great colors. You, uh, you you know you're getting a quality product when you buy the TDI Razor. It also gives you that great look of spatting without the high cost of tape. You can get a discount by going to TDI Razor with a U. That's R-A-Z-U-R, TDIRazor.com. Use the special code H-S-F-A. That stands for High School Football America. And you will get a discount on your order. You can also get your logo on the spats these days. Really cool product. Uh, and trust me, those, those rubber pellets when they get into your shoe when you're out there on the field even as a reporter i uh, i hate them so uh check them out the tdi razor from southern sport and finally we're brought to you by uh score stream once the season powers up here all of our scoreboards the state-by-state scoreboards and our national top 100 scoreboard powered by score stream great job real-time scores and the great thing for you as a fan download the app at uh, Google Play or in the iTunes store and then when you go out you can score along and everybody can see how your favorite team is doing you can upload photographs and videos it is a cool app you can learn more by going to scorestream.com but again download the app before you go out to the field at, uh, at Google Play and in the iTunes store all right, let's take a look here at uh, at least a, uh, an in-depth look at the, the, the top 10 in the national rankings. Again, folks, it's created with our proprietary algorithm, and we tweak it each and every year. Alan, uh, the first uh, champs for us when we started using it in 13, so they were the 2013 and 14 national champs. Colquitt County from Georgia was 2015, Bishop Gorman last year. But uh, all eyes on Southern California this year as St. John Bosco and Modern Day will take their rivalry to the national championship stage. They, they beat each other up last year. Both teams loaded with talent. They find themselves number one and number two as we head into the season. And uh, Bosco is number one, Modern Day number two. And they're, they're just separated by a hair. And again, as I said earlier, um, not the biggest fan of preseason polls because you don't have that accurate data. But what I can tell you on the strength of schedule, they 
both got a, a really strong strength of schedule. The big difference, and I told this to Dan Albano of uh, the uh, Orange County Register out here yesterday, he did a story on us and, and the ranking, is that St. John Bosco will be on the road for its two tough games outside of the Trinity League. Its non-league games are across the country, gives them a, just a hair tougher strength of schedule. Um, Bosco this year will open on national television on ESPN, on the family of networks, uh, taking on St. Thomas Aquinas uh, at the end of August. Uh, St. Thomas Aquinas, uh, number 14 in our preseason poll. And then a couple of weeks later, I think three or four weeks later, uh, Bosco goes back east again to take on St. John's College High School out of Washington, D.C. Uh, St. John's uh, really coming on to the national scene. Uh, Kevin Plank, the founder of Under Armour, uh, an alum of St. John's, has donated a lot of money there, and that program is going through the roof, and they play a very, very tough national schedule. And over the next several weeks, we'll be doing a lot of previews of all of these teams and having coaches on talking about that. And, uh, you know, St. John's College uh, may have the toughest schedule in the country, maybe a hair less than uh, IMG. We'll talk about them in a second. But let's get back to Bosco and uh, modern day. Uh, Bosco was number two last year in our final 2016 national ranking. Lots of returning talent on both sides of the ball. Offense being triggered by Iowa State recruit quarterback Real Mitchell. Defensively, the Braves will be led by Ohio State recruit Jaden Woodby. Uh, he's ranked the number 35 overall college football prospect in the nation according to 24-7 sports composite rankings uh, for the class of 2018. Uh, modern day last year finishing number 14 in our national rankings. Only lost to Bosco, returning 10 of 11 starters on an offense that averaged over 50 points a game. Uh, Top of the list there in the class of 2018, Amonra St. Brown, the wide receiver, currently listed as the number 12 overall recruit in America, according to 24-7 Sports. Uh, Junior quarterback JT Daniels, two more years to go. He's listed as the number two overall prospect in the class of 2019. Uh, in two years, 100 touchdown passes for JT Daniels, and look for him <laughs> uh, to keep doing it and probably shattering every Southern California record and who knows how many national records if he keeps things up here over the um over the next two years. actually had a chance to see uh, Bosco and Modern Day collide a couple of weeks ago out here at Edison High School, a Battle of the Beach 7-on-7 passing tournament. JT Daniels on the bench, resting his arm, kind of like a pitcher that maybe has thrown too many pitches. Uh, JT decided to be the offensive coordinator that day, and Modern Day met St. John Bosco in the championship game, and the Monarchs, without JT Daniels and without Amon St. Brown and several other players, they were able to sneak away with a 7-6 win in the championship game. Uh, Bishop Gorman and uh, Bergen Catholic, both on modern day's challenging non-league schedule. Uh, The Bishop Gorman game here in Southern California. Bergen Catholic also here in Southern California. Like I said, big difference is modern day gets those games here at home. Bosco gets them on the road. Slight advantage when you play uh, teams on the road, and uh, it'll be exciting to see all of those games I'm talking about. Last year, the two SoCal heavyweights battling twice, once in the regular season, and then for the CIF Southern Division Division I Championship. Modern day winning the regular season game come from behind fashion 26-21. That gave the Monarchs the Trinity League Championship, which Bosco had won four straight times from 2012 through 15. However, in the section championship, in Division One, St. John Bosco beating 
Modern Day by a score of 42-28. I've had dinner with uh, Ernie Banks a couple of times, several times in Chicago before the uh, the late Mr. Cub uh, passed away. And uh, as he would say, uh, it's going to be a beautiful 2017. Why don't we play two again? A uh, regular season matchup set for October 13th, part de. Yeah, that's TBD somewhere down the line in the playoffs. Uh, Ten teams from California in the uh, preseason top 100. Texas leading the way uh, with 16 overall teams, uh, followed by Florida with a dozen. Georgia has seven. New Jersey and Ohio with six each. Indiana, Louisiana, and Pennsylvania, four teams each in the preseason poll. Alabama, Arizona, Maryland, Oklahoma, and South Carolina, three teams each in the preseason top 100. Illinois, Nevada, Tennessee, and Utah, two teams in the top 100. And Arkansas, Colorado. Hawaii, Kentucky, Michigan, Mississippi, Missouri, and North Carolina, Virginia, and Washington, D.C., one team each in the poll. First preseason poll will be released Sunday, August the 20th, and as we have over the past two years, we will release our national rankings every Sunday ahead of everybody else. Uh, once our uh, our uh, fellow media outlets out there release their top 25, we'll do a composite ranking for the preseason, so we're waiting for uh, USA Today's Super 25, the Max Preps Excellent 25, and the National Pre- prep poll uh to come out they should be coming out here i think in the uh, in the coming weeks so um talked about uh, the top two teams in the country. Allen comes in at number three. Terry Gamble coming up here in just a little bit on the show. Uh, they haven't lost a regular season game since 2012. They're pinning their hopes on dual threat quarterback Grant Tisdale, who is listed as the number two overall dual quarterback recruit in the class of 2019. The Eagles schedule includes three teams listed in the preseason top 100. Number 46 Cedar Hill from Texas and number 60 Evangel Christian right at the top of the season. Evangel Christian from Louisiana. Louisiana, number 60. Uh, they'll play them back-to-back, and then later on in the season, uh, in a district game, they uh, the Eagles will take on Denton Geyer. Again, coming up in just a little bit, Terry Gamble, uh, head coach of the Allen Eagles. Again, Texas has 16 teams uh, ranked in the uh, in the top 100. In the top 25, uh, defending 6A Division II champ DeSoto is at number 6. We'll have Todd Peterman on the show coming up next week. And then uh, also in the top 25 from Texas is Katie, the other Texas teams go through them really quickly. Highland Park at number 34. Lake Travis at number 36. Both of those are defending state champs. Denton Ryan's at number 37. We mentioned Cedar Hill at 46. Uh, defending champ Alito at 52. The Woodlands at 55. Cibolo Steel at 59. Manville at uh, 67. Houston Lamar at 70. Uh, Klein Collins at 76. Westlake at 80. North Shore at 93. And Denton Geyer, as we said, at number 96. Uh, defending national champs. Bishop Bishop Gorman starting 2017 at number four, usual slate of tough out-of-state games. Gales will open with number 13, DeMatha from Maryland on August 25th. That's going to be on national television on ESPN, followed by number two, Modern Day. As we said, that one's on September 1. Number 63, Miami Central from Florida on the schedule September 8th for Bishop Gorman. And then Gorman's uh, non-league schedule wraps up on the 16th of September against De La Salle from California. Four of those games... Only the modern day game will be played away from uh, Fertitta Field. So uh, look for uh, Bishop Gorman to have the home field advantage there in their big games. Big question uh, facing Kenny Sanchez, the head coach, is uh, can they transition from Tate Martell, who's now at Ohio State, as the quarterback of the Gales. Martell was unbeaten. Uh, The reins of the offense now turn over to UCLA recruit Dorian 
Thompson Robinson. So we'll see how that transition takes place. IMG, uh, the toughest schedule in the country, number five. Of course, um, you know, everybody says, well, why do you rank them? Well, the fact of the matter is, yes, they're an all-star team. And, and, and yes, they can't play for a state championship in Florida, but they do play a tough schedule. And this year, of course, IMG has its national team and its a team that will only play varsity programs within the state. But that national team is loaded. It is an all-star team. It's practically a college team, let's face it. They have nine teams in the top 100 on their schedule this year. Uh, We'll do them in order of ranking. They've got uh, number 10, Corona Centennial from California, out here in a rematch last year. A one-point win by IMG, 50-49 in a shootout, one of the best high school games I've ever witnessed, uh, whether it's on TV or in person. I was in person for that one, and uh, IMG going for two with just about 12 seconds to go to win that 150-49. A couple of trips out west right at the start of the season. You know, an IMG, because they are sort of an all-star team, or they are an all-star team, uh, they've got a gel. And they're going to get number 11 Chandler right out of the box, too, from Arizona. Uh, also on the schedule, number 25 East from Utah, Brandon Maddich, the head coach of the Salt Lake City team. The Leopards coming up a little bit later in the show. Uh, IMG also has number 31 St. John's College High School from D.C., number 49 Carroll City from Florida, number 58 St. Francis Academy from Maryland, number 64 Bishop Sullivan from Virginia, and number 3 Miami Northwestern from Florida. Now New Jersey making some strong cases, uh, or a strong case I should say, for a national championship this year. A lot of quality teams there. Three teams in the top 15, five in the top 30, and leading the way is St. Joseph Regional from Montvale at number 7, followed by St. Peter's Prep at number 9, Bergen Catholic at number 15, Don Bosco Prep without legendary head coach Greg Toll, who just yesterday it was announced is now an assistant coach at Bergen Catholic. That'll make that rivalry heat up just a little bit more. Uh... Bosco is at number 26, and Paramus Catholic is at number 30. DePaul Catholic ranked number 75. Six teams from the Garden State in the uh, top 100 in the High School Football America preseason top 100. At number 8 is Hoover which has finished in our national rankings three of the last four years under our algorithm. The defending 7A champs are one of three Alabama schools in the rankings. Uh, Central High School out of Phoenix City is number 71, while Hewitt Trustville is ranked number 91. Rounding out the top 10 is uh, Corona Centennial out here in Southern California. Elite 11 quarterback Tanner McKee. Rounding out the top 10, Matt Logan, one of the great coaches in the country, the head of the Huskies in all 27 states, plus Washington, D.C., are represented in the 2017 High School Football America preseason top 100. All right. And if you want to see, uh, we're not going to go through any of the rest. If you want to see the rest of the poll, please go to High School Football America. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Jeff Fisher Media. That's our handle. You can also follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash High School Football America. Don't forget our coaches' job board. I just put up a couple today. There's some teams out there still need coaches, so make sure you come back and check it every day. Coaches' job board. Uh, We're also going to uh, be expanding coachesjobboard.com for all other sports. And finally, check out the stadium project. If you like watching, uh, looking at stadiums from around the country, and I do, it's kind of one of those things I really enjoy it's a little weird but you know pull off the highway to snap a couple of pictures of a a football stadium we have a lot of them up on our instagram account and you can uh, check out our instagram account uh, at high school football america as well that's our handle okay going to take a break three great coaches coming up here uh, over the next uh, 45 to 50 minutes and we're going to start in texas deep in the heart of in allen allen texas terry gamble in his second year as the head coach he was an assistant there went away 
went to Waco Midway, and now he's back heading into his second year with the Eagles, and the Eagles are preseason ranked number three by High School Football America. Talking Eagles football when we come back. You're listening to High School Football America. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes. The future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, you'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras. Plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting-edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com. Field turf rubber pellets, be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com.
If you're scouting your opponents without Crossover's game film breakdown platform, you're missing an opportunity to get a huge edge over the competition. Crossover's service lets you upload game film from your hard drive, video camera, or other websites like Huddle. Their team of football experts will then clip and tag the game with player and formation info so that when you log into your account, you can filter the clips however you'd like. They'll also automatically prepare a comprehensive tendency report and down and distance report for your staff so you can can see exactly what your opponents like to call in specific situations. We all know that every coach spends countless hours preparing before a game. It's not about the time you put in, it's about what you do with that time. That's Crossover's biggest advantage. It allows you to use your prep time more efficiently and get an even deeper level of insight since you don't have to waste time setting up the film. Check them out. You're going to love them. You can sign up for a quick free demo at crossover.com forward slash football. That's Crossover with a K.com forward slash football. This portion of High School Football America brought to you by USA Today High School Sports. Once again, in 2017, USA Today High School Sports and High School Football America teaming up to give you great national high school football coverage plus specific coverage from Southern California. Check them out at usatodayhss.com. Well, as we mentioned at the top of the show, uh, we we, uh, beat everybody to the punch this year. We got the algorithm cranked up, got all the information inputted, and the preseason top 100 came out. And, of course, you know my feelings on the uh, rankings preseason. They don't really mean a whole lot of anything, but the fans love them. And uh, number three in the rankings uh, heading into the season, a team that uh, stood atop the uh, national rankings back in 13 and 14 for us, uh, the Allen Eagles. And Terry Gamble is the head coach there heading into his second year. And the Eagles, once again, have a lot of talent there in the Metroplex. And Coach Gamble's on the line to give us a little preview of what, uh, what is ahead for the Eagles in 2017. Welcome to the show, Coach. Thank you for having us. We appreciate uh, the coverage and uh, just excited about the uh, football season that's coming up. That's right, and like I said, our rankings, were they're fun to do, but ultimately it happens on the field. So let's, uh, let's uh, kind of uh, press maybe the spring ball into the fall ball. What, what were some of the things you guys worked on in the spring and will work on in the fall to make you feel as though this team is a team that can make a, a run at getting back to state? Well, the thing in the spring, uh, first of all, our coaching staff did an unbelievable job of allowing us to have a great spring and our kids did a great job of learning every day about what we needed to do to get better. And, uh, the thing that spring, what you try to emphasize is the consistency factor of being a consistent football player. So that takes you into, uh, just do your job and be good at it. Learn your position, learn everything that you can, because the more knowledge that you have, it makes you a better football player. Yeah, absolutely. Coach Terry Gamble on the line, head coach at Allen in his second year. I got to the state semis last year. Uh, you guys haven't lost a regular season game uh, there in Texas since uh, 2012. And, and, and coach, this is your second year. And I know, you know, you were there before uh, and, and you came back. Um, any different this year? I know you had to kind of set your tone last year, but is, is this year's fall camp going to be a little bit different just because of its year number two? No, I think every year is different. Uh, I don't think it matters what year it is. I think every season is different. Every football team is different. You have different leaders. You have different playmakers. You have different uh, 
things that go on throughout the season, injuries. Uh, every year is a different year, and so what you do is you just try to focus on the things that can allow you to become a great football team. And uh, we're, we're in the middle of our summer right now, almost finished, and uh, we've had great leadership. Each position is responsible. Uh, we've got players in charge of a kind of a leadership council that is making sure that their position's ready to play when we start the fall. But uh, no, I think every year will be different uh, just because of the fact you have different uh, players have left. Now you have new players and uh, they've got to learn how to lead and they've got to learn how to go and do the things that they are coached on an everyday basis. One of the beautiful things about high school football, right? It changes every year or at least every uh, three or four years, depending on uh, when the kids start and all that. Terry Gamble on the line here, head coach at Allen High School, number three in the High School Football America preseason, top 100. Uh, you know, people that I've talked to in the Metroplex, the media people and some of the coaches around the area like the amount of talent that you have back there. And certainly, you know it better than anybody. Let's uh, kind of give each side of the ball here and let's start on offense. I know there's been a lot of talk about your, your junior quarterback in Grant Tisdale, but let's let's talk about some of the other players that you like there on the offensive side of the ball that you're looking for leadership from and and, and some special things in 2017 well starting at quarterback grant tisdale he'll be a junior and uh he'll have his first opportunity to lead the eagles at that position and uh, he had a really tremendous spring he's had a great summer we're expecting big things from him we've got two exceptionally uh, great wide receivers and Carson Slecker and uh, Theo Weiss, uh, both of them are returning, and we're expecting uh, really great things out of them. You know, offensively, it's going to start with our offensive line, and we've got a great offensive line. Uh, Trey Strafford is committed to UCLA. Uh, we've got him uh, returning uh and then we've got uh, Mason Grosher, a, a returner, also at the guard position. And uh, we've got some other really good uh, offensive linemen. Uh, younger ones, Tay Brooks, EJ uh, is also uh, back. And then uh, we've just got a great nucleus of offensive line that will anchor that. Uh, we've got a, a fantastic running back in Brock Sturgis who's committed to Arizona State. And uh, I think offensively, if we'll take care of the football, we've got a uh, chance to be really explosive and uh, do some really great things. Terry Gamble on the line, head coach at Allen. Let's flip it over to the other side, coach. They say defense wins championships. Who do you guys, who do you guys have there to, to stop the other guys? Well, defensively, you know, the way the game's played now in space so much, you better be able to run. I'm really excited about our secondary. We've got some really uh, great secondary kids coming back. Uh, we've got numerous safeties. Uh, we can put anywhere from six to eight secondary kids on the field and be just fine. Uh, we have a tremendous depth there. Uh, the seniors that are back there, we have two that have committed to Texas State in Taj Bickham and uh, C.J. Johnson. Uh, we also have a returner who's been on the varsity since his sophomore year, can play corner or safety, Colton Manning. Uh, we've had uh, other safeties uh, that have emerged who had a great spring and is returning also to Kyle Lloyd at the uh, corner position. 
We've got uh, Div- Division One. He hasn't made his decision yet. And Javon Jones and Alex Snyder, uh, both of those young men. And then we've got some young kids that are, are ready to play also. So secondary is going to be outstanding. We're looking for great things. Uh, we've got uh, a great linebacker core coming back and uh, our defensive front. Uh, well, let me go back to the linebackers. Sure. We've had gr- great leadership from them this summer uh, in the linebacking core. We've got uh, uh, Nigel Hines. He's going to be a senior. And then the other two that have had playing time that will be very, very good. And uh, one is uh, Jace Waters. And uh, – Jace has done a great job. He's got some Division One offers also. And then the other one that uh, right now that will play at the Mike position, and he's a returner also, is Ryan Angeloni. So our linebacking core, all three of those young men are seniors, and we're expecting great things. We moved to the defensive line. We've got defensive tackles. We've got great depth there. And uh, all of those kids have done a great job this summer. Uh, the one right now that has emerged, and he has done a great job this summer. He's a junior, and his uh, he's a Division One prospect, uh, Jaden Jernigan. And then if you move out to the defensive end position, we've got four or five of those young men also. Uh, another great one uh, that's going to be really good is a junior, DeAndre Davis. And then we've got some seniors that are returning that have had great playing time. And they will do an unbelievable job for us. Also, Austin Price uh, is a senior, and uh, Logan Meyer. So it's going to be a great year. Uh, I think that the main thing that we've got to stay focused on, whether it's offense, defense, or kicking game, is we've got to stay focused on our on ourselves. We've mm-hmm. got to have great practices, and we've got to do the things that it takes to be a great football team. And uh, you can't uh, get worried about outside distractions because when you have outside distractions that does not allow you to become a good football team so we've got to eliminate distractions and we've got to do the things that it takes to win every day to be successful on friday nights yep manage those expectations from the media like our ranking of number three in the nation that's for sure but anyway it's always fun to do uh one of the things you guys are doing again this year a good non-district schedule Uh, right now you have three teams that began the season in our preseason top 100 but you come out of the box with two good ones. Uh, Cedar Hill is number 46 in our national rankings. Uh, Evangel Christian out of Louisiana, number 60. You got Denton Geyer down the road. Uh, tell me a little bit about your philosophy when it comes to you know getting ready for district games with, with real tough non-league opponents. Well, the, the district uh, is very competitive, but what you've got to do is you've got to get yourselves ready for just Friday night, whether it's you play. The way that I look at it is whoever we're playing, I know that week that that team is going to have three great practices. And then we're going to get their best on Friday night. So if the Allen Eagles are not ready to play, we'll get beat because I know that team, whoever we're playing, is going to have three great practices Friday night. They will get their best football game against the Allen Eagles. And that's the way that we are looking at it. So we cannot worry about who we're playing or what the rankings say that the Allen Eagles are or wh- whoever we're playing, what they're ranked. 
we've got to be at our best on Friday night, no matter who we play. We've got to have three great practices going into that week. And again, the focus is all about us. Yep, you said that well, Terry Gamble. And that, that leads me into another question, which is, I said expectations before. You guys have built a program there. You were with it before. You're now at the head of it. Um, you know, What do you talk to the kids about? Because there is a bullseye on your back. That's basically what you're saying, that whenever somebody comes on Friday night, they want to beat the Allen Eagles. There's some swag in beating them. How do you manage that with the kids? What do you tell the kids? How do you, how do you control that as a coaching staff? Well, our our coaching staff handles a large portion of it and then their position meetings they they talk to them about the focus uh and the preparation but i think it all goes back to uh how you focus do your job and do it well and uh if everybody takes care of their business on and off the field we've got a chance to be successful if we're not successful we've got nobody to blame but ourselves and uh, our coaching staff, they do a great job in the relaying this message in position meetings, uh, in our prep work out on the field and off the field. So, again, it goes back, do your job and do it well and focus on the Allen Eagles. Coach, well, we appreciate you always joining us on the show here. We, uh, we've enjoyed having Allen at the top of our algorithm since we started back in 13 and glad to have you back there and wish you nothing but success in 2017. Thanks for joining us tonight, Coach. Thank you so much for having us, and we appreciate it. Very welcome. Terry Gamble, head coach of Allen, taking a break, coming back, going to Utah, talking about East, the Leopards, two-time defending state champs, number 25 in the national rankings. That and more, you're listening to High School Football America. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes. The future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, You'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras. Plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting-edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com. Field turf rubber pellets, be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, 
and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. If you're scouting your opponents without Crossover's game film breakdown platform, you're missing an opportunity to get a huge edge over the competition. Crossover's service lets you upload game film from your hard drive, video camera, or other websites like Huddle. Their team of football experts will then clip and tag the game with player and formation info so that when you log into your account, you can filter the clips however you'd like. They'll also automatically prepare a comprehensive tendency report and down and distance report for your staff so you can and see exactly what your opponents like to call in specific situations. We all know that every coach spends countless hours preparing before a game. It's not about the time you put in, it's about what you do with that time. That's Crossover's biggest advantage. It allows you to use your prep time more efficiently and get an even deeper level of insight since you don't have to waste time setting up the film. Check them out. You're going to love them. You can sign up for a quick free demo at crossover.com forward slash football. That's crossover with a K.com forward slash football. This portion of High School Football America brought to you by USA Today High School Sports. Once again in 2017, High School Football America and USA Today High School Sports teaming up to give you great national high school football coverage and coverage specifically from Southern California. Check them out at usatodayhss.com. Well, we go from Texas to Utah now as we uh, continue to hop around the top 25 on uh, the show that begins number seven for the High School Football America radio show. And last year, east out of Saint, uh, Salt Lake City in Utah, almost said St. Louis, meant to say Salt Lake City, but it's number four, 44 in our national rankings, and they begin 2017, ranked number 25 in the nation with a very tough schedule, and head coach Brandon Maddich, who's heading into his eighth year, is on the line right now to talk about the Leopards, the two-time defending Utah State champions, uh, right now. Welcome to the show, Coach. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Humble to be on here. Uh, it's great to have you on here, and congratulations uh, with all the success you've had there with the program. And let's kind of, you know, get things off and flying with, uh, you know, you've never been on the show before. Let's talk a little bit about the program you built there over the last eight years. I, I know, I, I believe I read at some point your grandfather was a coach there at East, but tell me a little bit about uh, what you did uh, eight years ago to set the tone to have you number 25 heading into 2017. Well, well, you've done your research. Yeah, my, my grandfather coached here for almost 30 years uh, back in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. And uh, so it was a little bit of a family lineage here. So I've always had my eye on the job. 
Uh, the year before I took the job here at East High School, I was head coach of Park City High School up in Park City, Utah. Um, and, and ironically enough, you almost said St. Louis a second ago. I, I lived in St. Louis and coached out there before then. But uh, before before I took this job, uh, they were one and eight or one and nine or, or something along those lines. And there were a lot of issues. And that's not to pat me on the back. That's there, there were a lot of issues in the school and in the community. And, and uh, football was just kind of a thing to, to get out of trouble. And uh, we had to build a different culture. And you know, it started with discipline and an organization and, and getting the right kids in the right places and really just kind of keeping our kids here uh, around the state of Utah. That first year I was here, there was 19 first-team All-States across all classifications, uh, first-team first, first team All-Staters, and 19 of those guys were, were from East High School or belonged to East High School, and they were going to other schools. So the number one thing we had to do was keep our kids here at East, uh, keep them playing in this program, families comfortable that uh, uh, this is a good place to be both academically and socially for their child. Uh, we had to do a lot of things uh, as far as getting into homes and sitting down with families and making sure that uh, they knew who I was and who our staff was going to be and what our vision was. And uh, it's come a long way. This is a different dynamic here at, at uh, East High School in Salt Lake City. It's an inner city school. Um, it's two thirds free and reduced lunch. It's it speaks 53 different foreign languages. Wow. Uh, we're primarily made up of our team, anyways, made up of Polynesian culture uh, and with uh, Tongan descent. We do have some Samoan on our team, but it's mo- the Polynesian culture we deal with is primarily uh, from the Tongan Islands. Uh, most of them are, are second generation, some are third. Um, so parents are. are it's just a lot of work and effort to make sure they understand the academic side of things or bringing their children here to get a better life and, and get an education. And, and sometimes there's a communication barrier there, but it's been a lot of hard work, uh, a lot of, a lot of grit, but I've got a great staff and I can't do it without them. And, and that's the only reason we've had the success we do is because I have a great staff that cares and loves kids. Well said. It's, uh, you, get, you get to do the interview, but it's those guys behind the scenes that make it good. We're talking with Brandon Maddich uh, from East High School, Utah, number 25 in the nation in the High School Football America preseason, top 100. We're going to talk about a very tough schedule here in a second, but I thought uh, we'd let you be the ambassador for Utah football, which appears to be getting better and better and better. Tell us about the state of Utah High School football right now, Coach. You know, there is a lot of talent in a really a smaller populated state. It's Excuse me. The uh, the state that the area that we live in, in the area that we pull from, I think, you know, the Holodinadas have come from there. The Shonipuas. That's there's been a ton of talent currently. Uh, Will Tukuafu with the the Seahawks. There's been a lot of talent that have come out of this community in this area, and the Utah talent is getting better. And I think with the uh, University of Utah moving to the Pac-12 a few a few years back, and uh, more people coming into our state and just getting more national attention. But there is a ton of talent here. And, you know, Skyline High School years ago started playing out-of-state opponents. Bingham High School kind of followed suit. There was, you know, here and there at Alta High School. That's uh, a local high school playing out-of-state opponent. But, you know, Skyline and Bingham really laid the foundation, and we just want to take it to another level. I'm talking with Brandon Maddich tonight, uh, head coach at East High School. They are number 25 in the preseason top 100. And um, I, I guess I should probably ask, ask this after the first answer, but, I mean, you know, all that hard work, all of that grit, uh, to see yourself where you are in our poll, and I know other national polls have had you the same place over the last couple of years. How does that make you feel? It feels awesome. It's, it's a credit to our kids and our culture. And I'm excited for our, our young men because they are, 
Um, they put in so much work and what they have to endure on a, on a daily basis in their lives uh, with a lot of schools across America. These kids have really earned that, and, and I'm proud of them. And it's fun for them to see. You know, it, it means something, something right now, but it will be more if we can, we can climb up that pole and, and have it be even more important at the end of the year. But the work that my young men have put in and my assistant coaches, it's, it's so well-deserved for these kids, and it's a credit to them. And I'm, I'm so thrilled that they get to experience this. Yeah. Talking with the head coach of the two-time uh, Class 4A champion, East Leopards, there in uh, Salt Lake City in Utah, number 25 in the national rankings. They were 44 last year. We're going to talk about a, a big national schedule and also some games against some teams there within the state and all that, and also the new classification. Um, so I've got a lot to talk about. Let's let's uh, let's start with the team first. And I, I know you guys are a little bit you know, throwback there on the offensive side of things. I, I liked seeing that. I'm I'm from back east in Pennsylvania. I knew Tubby Raymond way back. When so uh, when I say I wing, when I say wing T, <laughs> you say <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah exactly. But I'll, but I'll say this: um, it, it fits it fits who we are. It fits the culture and the dynamic of our our tough, big, physical bodies and our big kids um, running the football. You know, we led the nation in, in rushing last year, and it's something we hang our hat on. And our uh, but it fits the culture of the guys that we get, and so it's a good it's a good uh, offense for this team. It works for us. Our kids believe in it. Obviously, um, it's you know the triple option and midline game for us is it's our nuts and bolts, and we feel like we we can build, we can run that against any defensive front and any opponent, and we're going to have success. And you know our big guys up front pride themselves on getting off the football and, and climbing to second level, and we are a throwback team in terms of. You know, the passive way that people play spread and, and linemen, you know, the the way they play football up front, it's a different brand of football. So we are unusual. When our kids go to these camps, you know, they're not great at pass blocking and, and doing the individual <laughs> pass where they got to learn how to kick slide and do all that stuff. But uh, we line up on Friday nights. You'll know that you played us on Saturday morning. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I have no doubt about that. Brandon Maddich is on the line, head coach at East and Salt Lake City, Utah, number 25 in the land, heading into 2017. And let's uh, start on the offensive side of the ball, get some kids a little bit of publicity here. Who are some of the kids that you're expecting special things from that you need leadership out of heading into the season? Um, I, you know, it always starts offensively with our quarterback, Ben Ford, and he's, he's our returning leader. He was our starter last year. Um, he's really grown and matured. Uh, he's become a better passer. He's become better re- reading defenses in the passing game. And, and what we expect out of him from that aspect, you know, we don't throw the ball a whole heck of a lot. He, he does what we ask of him. He's exceptionally fast. He is a tough, if you describe him in one word, it would be tough. He's a tough, strong, athletic kid that kids will follow the hell and back. It, our offensive line, I, I will put our big boys up against anybody in the country. Um, they're three-year starters for us. It starts with our left tackle and Paul Miley and our left guard, Junior Angelau. Moving down to our center, who's been our right tackle the last couple of years, and Senny Tuiaki. And then uh, Sam, it used to be Bakalahi, is now Sam Tati Taimani. He changed his last name a couple of weeks ago officially to, to honor his grandparents who have raised him uh, since a little boy, which is a cool honor for his grandparents. Our big boys are on the offensive line are, are as good as they get. And they don't have to go both ways because our defensive linemen are D1 guys as well. And, you know, we go from Tennessee Pudutau to Johnson Hansen on the ends to Mohe Muli, who's a three-year starter. Um, and then uh, Apu Ika, who's a newcomer this year, but he's got, you know, major D1 offers from BYU and SC and Vanderbilt. And the cool thing about our guys and the culture that we build here is that 
School is very important. The academics have become huge, and that's been a big process. And they're all high-A students. They're all high 3.0 GPAs. They're all enabling themselves, because of their schoolwork they're doing, to have opportunities to play at the next level and, and go to major universities. And that's pretty cool. And that's, that's a, if you were here with us from day one, it, that's quite a turnaround. And I'm going to give you an A-plus for the ability to uh, say all of those names as well as you do. We're talking with Brandon Maddich today. He is the uh, head coach at East High School in Utah. They are uh, busting out all over, number 25 in the national rankings, and expect to see them in uh, in several of the other national ranking services here over the next couple of weeks. And uh, uh, they say uh, defense wins championships, Coach. So let's flip it to the other side. And who were who the guys that uh, you expect to stop and put you back into a shot at a three-peat? Well, it starts up front, like I said, uh, the two defensive ends. I have Johnson Hansen and uh, Tennessee Pututau, uh, Moahe Muli and, and Apu in, in the middle, both big, giant kids. You know, Apu's 6'5", you know, 340, and Moa's 6'2", 320, um, both with major D1 offers. They're great kids. Our linebacker, uh, Viliami Tausinga, um, He's he's got some big time offers. He's as fast and quick and nasty of a linebacker as we've ever had. He's a two year starter for us at that spot. He's going to start with those guys. The other middle linebacker right now looks like a young man by the name of Nick Harris, and he's also our backup quarterback. He's come a long way. He's got big shoes to fill, and we have a lot of confidence in him. So our front six should be pretty solid. Uh, we lose some defensive backs, but I like the guys that we have there right now. I feel like we're better than we were a year ago. Uh, at this point in that position, and I think it's it's all being led by a young man by the name of Sia Hamilton at, at free safety, who's a three-year starter for us. A big collision guy, intelligent guy, is a ball hawk, great ball skills, uh, covers the field well. He's uh, a guy that it's good to have him there because some of the young guys we have in there, he's able to guide a little bit. <clears throat> Let's talk uh, about the uh, the change this year, which uh, is Utah adding a sixth classification, a 6A. Uh, you guys are the defending 4A champs. You would be a 5A school. Bingham uh, goes up into six. They were the 5A champs last year. Tell me about the, the, the decision to play up, and then we'll talk about the fact that you're going to play Bingham number 65 in our poll coming up uh, week one for you guys. Yes, sir. There were a lot of factors. that went in. We, we had a petition to go up. We were a borderline school. The rest of our, our athletics will play in 5A. Uh, we chose to go 6A for a number of reasons. Um, obviously, you know, we, we've been trying to play Bingham for a few years, and um, I, I kind of feel like we were a classification below them, and, and you know, if they beat us, they're supposed to, and they lose to us, shame on them. I think that was their attitude, even though that shouldn't be the national attitude from all these teams that are playing out-of-state out of teams. Um, so we, we wanted to see how our guys would do uh, and give them a chance to compete at a high level, uh, we have all the respect in, in the world for the Binghams and Harrimans of the world, and, and we want to see where our kids stack up. Um, it's just a new challenge for us. You know, we seemingly, every time they make a transition in the state and they do realignment, we end up with the same schools. And, and we end up being in the same regions with the same schools, and we connected the hip, call it something different, and we'll be in those schools playing the same competition year in and year out. We wanted to change it. We wanted to have, uh, see some new faces, see some new coaches new competition, watch some different film, you know, mix it up a little bit and make it fun for our guys. And, and uh, why not? It's, you know, if we're, if we're able to do it and we can, then we, then we probably should with the guys we have because they expect to play the best. And, and uh, that's, that's what we're going to try and do. 
Sure, makes sense. Head coach Brandon uh, Maddich of East High School out of Salt Lake City, Utah, number 25 in the national rankings. Uh, I mentioned you've got Bingham right out of the box. They're number 65. You've also got after that Saguaro, uh, defending state champ out of Arizona, multiple defending state champ on uh, September 1st. And then way right. down the road, you've got IMG. So you're not ducking anybody, but let's let's start with game one. You, you wanted them. Now you have them. Uh, tell me about how excited you are to play that game to start the season. Well, that's actually your second game, right? Or is that your first? That's your first, right? No, 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 that's our second game. Second yeah, game, okay. Yeah, there's a, there's a, correct. Yeah, we play all, we open, we kick off football in the state of Utah August seventeenth on a Thursday against Timpu, who, you know, for all intents and purposes, Jeff is, you know, they put together a national tier program over the years and won several state championships and really has become our big rival and and competitor over the years. You know, we seemingly face them every year in a state championship game or a quarterfinal game or, or what have you. We played them in the quarterfinals last year. Speaking about Timpu, and we had six turnovers in the first half. Wow. Um, yeah, and we were down 21 to 20, which was our silver lining because you have six <laughs> turnovers in the first half. You sh- it should be a blowout. Yeah. So it's, it's something we're looking forward to. It's quite a first game to have. Uh, then second week, we, get, we, go, we go to Bingham, um, which is something we've both kids from both programs have wanted. I'm excited it's going to happen. Uh, Bingham and us both needed a home game, and uh, – uh, Bingham wouldn't concede. We wanted the game bad enough that we would concede, and and uh, so we decided to go there. So we're on the road the first four games, and I know the state of Utah and a lot of folks across the country are looking forward to that East Bingham matchup as, as we are. And our kids are excited, and here it is, and so away we go. So we can't wait. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, one of the things that kind of came to my mind, and I, one of my good friends in, in the coaching business, used to be up there at, at, at Air Force, uh, uh, Chuck Peterson. He came to Orange Lutheran out here yeah. in Southern California. He's in Texas now. Um, you know, running, sure, yeah. r- running that wing tee, sometimes you don't want people playing you. I mean, you, you know, I, I heard it a million times from Chuck. You know, nobody wants to spend the week getting ready for, for the wing tee and all that. Uh, is it difficult for you guys to find those sort of matchups, or is that why one of the reasons you're you're kind of going nationally with the schedule. It's hard, lo- it's hard locally, and it's become hard nationally. Since beating De La Salle last year, we found that was a it was a blessing for our program. It was a curve scheduling, and so it hasn't been easy either way. Uh, you know, we we were going to play Bosco. Uh, we thought we had Bosco on the schedule. Uh, I think week three, and then that fell through because we do play a different brand of football. And it's not something that they see until they play a De La Salle type team in the, in the state championship game, which is usually an annual matchup unless it's Centennial Corona. Uh, but locally, yeah, people don't want to see this brand of football because it's physical and everybody runs spread and you have to change the way you do things in practice. You suddenly play an assignment football and you're not used to doing those things. You may have to put in a 50 front, uh, more of a run stopping defense. And it's not something that they like doing. It's hard to do in just a couple days of practice time during the week. Timpview for us is going to have the biggest advantage because they've had the entire offseason to prepare. Right. They have, um, they know us and they've competed against us, you know, the last seven years, every year. So they know us and they, they're going to have an understanding of what we do. But the Binghams of the world and the Swarles of the world, they mostly play spread teams. So it's a complicated thing to do. And I, and I get it. But we've had some teams fall through. You know, the modern days of the world, we tried to play them a couple of years ago and and Coach Rollins said, you know, we just don't see that brand of football. It doesn't help our program. And so we see it all the time, and it's becoming harder and harder. But I, but I get it. I understand. So I really respect the fact when guys like Coach Mon step up from Suaro or, you know, IMG or, or De La Salle, you know, they don't duck anybody. And, 
it, it really is it, that's a cool thing yeah it is uh coach mons uh Suaro is going to be out here in california for a, a week coming up friday i'll get a chance to see him they're number 38 uh, i will get a comment though the uh, the, the big one uh, obviously bingham's a big one and, and your state championship but uh, taking on img uh that that should be a dandy there for you guys on october 20th and give you a good indication of where you've come or where you are going into the playoffs tell me about your your idea behind uh, taking on the uh, the college football team masked as a high school team <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm hoping that it's uh, it's it's freezing cold October 20th, and I hope that it's a blizzard and, and the winds are blowing, and you know we get an early winter here in Utah. No, it's something we've tried to put together the last couple of years, and uh, I'll be honest, I avoided this game this year. The guy who puts my schedule together, Tony Fa, he I avoided it because it was the last game of the regular season, and I was I had a local team that was potentially going to go on our schedule. I thought, you know, that might not be the best place to put IMG, but then when I started to think about it, it wasn't, you know, your kids are going to compete their tails off. You expect them to get their plan, you know, a local team that's not very good or a local team that is good or IMG and the chance of getting injured or psychologically beat up or just the same. And when I asked our team, I said, look, uh, IMG wants to come to us and play. It was almost a unanimous hell yeah. And our kids are excited it's a fun opportunity for them. It's a great, cool opportunity for our, our uh, community here at East. Um, it's going to be cool for our school. It's going to help put us on the map. And, and our kids are going to be ready for that moment. And they're excited. And we understand everything that goes into IMG. And, you know, do we necessarily believe in everything they stand for? Not really. But they are what they are. And they're going to be a special athletic team. And they get to come play in our field. And, and that's going to be a huge moment for our, our program. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of Kevin Wright. I've known him for years. I knew his dad in Indiana, but uh, definitely uh, I get my ear full sometimes when they say, why are you ranking IMG? I say, well, they play nine ranked teams. So before we let you go here, Coach, uh, right. uh, let's let's talk about the things that, um, you know, come playoff time that you've done right. What are the keys to a, a great 2017? you got to stay healthy. Uh, got to have the ball roll, bounce your way. Um, We've got to, uh, you know, stay healthy and the ball bounces your way and you get a good uh, alignment in the state tournament, then you'll be in good shape. You want to get a couple home for that deal. Um, our guys are focused this year. Primarily, our team is made up of three-year starters. Uh, we want to stay championship when these, this offensive and defensive line with sophomores and uh, seniors. So it's a very intelligent, football-savvy group. Those guys can stay together and stay consistent. I think the sky is the limit for this group. This is uh, an exciting year to look forward to at East football, and, and we can't wait to get rocking. Well, Coach, really appreciate you coming on the show and uh, spreading a little bit of a light onto what you've been able to do there in Salt Lake City. We wish you nothing but uh, uh, continued success and a, a great uh, year in 2017. Now, I, as I tell all coaches at this time of the year, we put the rankings out early. It's an algorithm. Uh, don't mess it up for me. Prove me that the algorithm was right. You got you got to win it. <laughs> hey, hey, Jeff. Yes, Jeff, we got you. And I'm just <laughs> I'm humbled that we're that, you, that you're having us on here and 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 putting East High School on on the uh, in the spotlight. We really appreciate it. We we, we appreciate uh, you guys being able to represent our kids and put our kids out there so everybody knows that uh, what East High is and who they stand for and what they stand for and. But we're not going to let you down. I okay. promise you that. Sounds good. We appreciate your time tonight and have a great 2017. I'm sure we'll talk down the road. Good luck. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Bye. Very welcome. Bye. 
instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes. The future is here with Echo 1612's instant replay sideline system. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, you'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's instant replay sideline system to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo instant replay sideline system works with both your current booth and end zone cameras plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting-edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com. Field turf rubber pellets, be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. If you're scouting your opponents without Crossover's Game Film Breakdown platform, you're missing an opportunity to get a huge edge over the competition. Crossover's service lets you upload game film from your hard drive, video camera, or other websites like Huddle. Their team of football experts will then clip and tag the game with player and formation info so that when you log into your account, you can filter the clips however you'd like. They'll also automatically prepare a comprehensive tendency report and down and distance report for your staff so you can 
can see exactly what your opponents like to call in specific situations. We all know that every coach spends countless hours preparing before a game. It's not about the time you put in, it's about what you do with that time. That's Crossover's biggest advantage. It allows you to use your prep time more efficiently and get an even deeper level of insight since you don't have to waste time setting up the film. Check them out. You're going to love them. You can sign up for a quick free demo at crossover.com forward slash football. That's crossover with a K dot com forward slash football. This portion of High School Football America brought to you by USA Today High School Sports. Once again, in 2017, High School Football America and USA Today High School Sports teaming up to give you great coverage from around the nation and specifically from Southern California. Check them out at usatodayhss.com. All right, so we've gone from number three, Allen in Texas, to number 25, East in Utah, and we wrap things up with the number one team in the land in the High School Football America preseason top 100. They uh, started number two, number one last year, ended up number two. They're number one this year. Let's see how they do. Jason Negro, good friend of ours, is on the line to talk about uh, what should be a pretty special season, included uh, with that a lot of uh, frequent flyer miles back east. Welcome <laughs> to the show, Jason. Hey, Jeff. How you doing? Thanks for having me once again, and uh, always always a pleasure to be a part of your program. Well, thank you. I appreciate that a whole lot, and uh, you know, I had, I had kind of tipped you off a little bit that the algorithm was spitting you guys out at number one, but yep. uh, a, a lot of work to do between now and then, and, and preseason polls are, are just based upon uh, nothing nothing other than somebody's uh, algorithm that I created. So let's let's kind of you know freshen things up here. One of the things that I want to start off with is is just the fact that you guys have put together you know year in and year out over the last three to four to five years, a, a great non-league schedule, and we all know how good the Trinity mm-hmm. League is. So let's talk about the, the 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 kind of the mindset that you've come up with. I know you've expressed it before, but uh, this one this year is a little bit tougher. You're flying to Fort Lauderdale for St. Thomas Aquinas, number 14, and number 31, St. John's there in D.C. That's really putting the kids to the test. You've done it once a year. Now you're doing it twice a year. So how do you get ready for that? Well, I think, you know, just being having the opportunity to do it in the past, you know, a lot of these kids had an opportunity to, to go to Cincinnati last year, and some of them even went to St. Peter's Prep uh, in New Jersey uh, two years ago. So, you know, we're, we're kind of accustomed to it. We, we've been working on it um, over the last, you know, four or five years, traveling out of state and preparing our kids because we want to give them a college experience. So as long as we continue to do that, I think the kids are going to respond well, and they really enjoy having the opportunity to go across states and play some really talented programs and against really talented players. So um, I'm really excited that Bosco boards us the opportunity to do it, and we have enough talent to be able to go and um, represent ourselves the best way possible. Yeah, absolutely enough talent. Uh, mentioning in our story, you know, obviously Real Mitchell back at quarterback. He's committed to uh, verbally to uh, Iowa State. You've got uh, uh, would be on the on the defensive side, uh, you know, Ohio State and all that. Let's uh, kind of take the you know each side of the ball here and let the people know what what you guys have this year. Uh, one of the things that you talked about, I think, after the season last year, was the fact that even though you had a lot of injuries up front and Wyatt Davis isn't there anymore, your offensive line is going to be pretty strong. So let's maybe start there and tell the listeners a little bit about that yeah we're going to be good up front um we returned three full-time starters from a year ago off of that team we lost to beat mo and wyatt davis obviously going to ohio state but you know we have a kid coming back that actually was a starter for the midway through the season last year and ended up getting hurt and he's back full strength so you can kind of say we had three and a half to four starters back up front our tight ends back 
uh, in Jude Wolf, and he's a pretty talented player. And we have two running backs and our quarterback back. So, you know, we have a pretty good nucleus of guys coming back that I think that are going to really help us out. But as, as you know, and as we have been able to demonstrate over the last couple of years, I think it's mostly important that you can be good up front. We're well coached. We have really talented players. Um, and we put a real big emphasis in the weight room and, and with the offensive line. Uh, you know, in the tight end position to give us that extra advantage. Because I ultimately think that if you're going to win games in December, you're going to need to be good up front, and that's what we've kind of hung our hat on. Yeah, and, and one of the things that we watched last year and we talked about several times on this show was the was the growth of Real Mitchell at quarterback. Um, mm-hmm. You know, basically a, a, a real good sprinter who's able to throw and run a sure. football. Sure. Uh, tell me a little bit about, you know, what you expect out of him coming into uh, into this season as a senior leader now. Well, I think he's going to have to continue to progress. And, and that's one of the things that was his strength last year. You saw us earlier in the season, and, you know, and he struggled in some games, and then he progressively got better as the season went on, and he gained more experience, and he started to understand the position, you know, playing at the highest level, um, understood the position a little bit more. And I think you're going to see a lot of that as we continue to progress through the 2008 or 17 season as well. You know, he's got a lot of um, skill set, obviously, in the running game, and, and he's able to. Um, you know, throw the ball with, with you know, a lot of accuracy and he, and he, you know, displayed that and showed that in so many times last year. And I think a lot of people underestimated how good of a, you know, complete quarterback that he was. Um, and it ended up biting people in, in the end because, you know, toward the end of the season, he was as good as anybody in our division, in our state, playing the quarterback position. Yeah, no doubt. Jason Negro on the line talking St. John Bosco football tonight. Number one in the uh, preseason top 100. And uh, one of the guys that uh, it, it seemed like whenever you got toward uh, that, that end zone, in that red zone, had a nose for the end zone. Uh, Demetrius Flowers, uh, he's uh, given his verbal, I think, to Arizona State. Tell me a little bit about him because I, I'll tell you what, when it came to like a tough kid, I thought he was pretty darn tough and he's come a long way describe him a little bit for the listeners you know he runs with great lean and great pad level i think that's one of the advantages that he has you know he's always going forward he's always you know falling um ahead of the sticks when he has an opportunity uh you know to uh you know carry the football and and that's one of the things that i think is so difficult about him is it's hard to get a really good hit on him it's hard to knock him back um, and again, every time, you know, you're falling forward, every time you're progressing and moving through the line, you're picking up positive yardage. That, that's something that he does uh, with great strength. So um, we, we look for a lot of that out of him again this year. His speed has improved. That's something he's worked on, you know, quite, quite a bit in the offseason. He's done a really good job in the weight room. Like you said, he's committed to Arizona State, so he doesn't have to worry about that mental side of the game. And Demetrius is a complete back. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He's great in the pass protection game. Um, and he's durable. So as long as he continues to progress and do those things, you know, I expect big things out of him this year. What about the the, the wideouts in that? I know you lost some talent, but I, I, I think you picked up a transfer. Tell me a little bit about the uh, the guys catching the ball this year. Well, I think we're going to be more talented in terms of just physical skill than we were in the past. These guys just lack a little bit of the experience. Uh, Josh Delgado is a guy that probably played the most last year at the wideout spot. He's, you know, he's kind of emerged in the summer as one of our go-to guys and um, Colby Bowman is, is, is a big physical wideout, can play on the outside, and I'm really pleased with him. Jake Bailey is playing in the slot for us, and we picked up Devin Cooley, um, who transferred to us. He tried to come to Bosco as a freshman and a sophomore and just financially couldn't handle it, but as a senior, and now is in a different position, so he's able to um, come and join us. And I think that's a pretty good group of individuals. And we have a wild card guy named Eli Darun who played a lot for us last year, plays both ways. 
Um, so we got a really good stable of receivers. They're talented. Um, we have all different types of variety of skill sets as well. So we have some guys that can go vertical. We can got guys that can catch the ball over the middle. And we have some guys that we can throw the ball to in the bubble game and let them go and take off and run. So um, I think we have a full complement of what you need to have at the wide receiver position. And as long as they catch the ball and stay healthy, I think um, they're going to have a real good year for us. On defense, as we're talking with uh, Coach Jason Negro of St. John Bosco, you guys last year, and, and you know me, I'm an old guy. I've, I've been watching high school football mm-hmm. for a while. Those guys in, in that box last year were probably as good as I've seen, at least quickness-wise and toughness-wise mm-hmm. and some other things. Uh, you, you lost a little bit there, but tell me a little bit about what your up front, like, your up front is like. I know the secondary is good, but give me a little description on that. Yeah, you know, the up front, I'm really pleased with how we've been developing, how we're coming along. You know, Sal Spina's back from an injury, and he was, you know, he started for us as a freshman, so he'll be a senior. We're really excited about having him, and um, we have uh, Suiaba Poti, who's another guy that's up front, Naeem Rodman, uh, Vito Logaleo is another guy. I mean, we have so many guys up front. We think we're going to play eight to nine defensive linemen. Um, in a four-man set or when we go to our odd front, play a three-man set. So we, we definitely have enough guys that can play on the inside or the outside up front. I'm not worried about that. We have another guy named Cole Audrey who's joining us. Uh, he's going to be an edge rusher. He's really good off the edge and he's got a lot of skill set and might be able to emulate what Jacob Collier was able to do last year. Uh, and then the linebackers were really pleased about the, the development of those guys too. You know, we lost Cross Poyer and, and Travis Tuatasi. Um, to the college level, so those guys are gone, but Keydron Williams is coming back. Spencer Gilbert's another guy, and I think Raylan Goforth is going to step in and do some really good things at the linebacker spot. So, um, you know, when we're in our traditional 4-3 or 4-2-5 defense, those guys are going to play, but we're going to play so much nickel and and so much um, dime coverage because of the way uh, we're going to have to defend people with the spread game this year that, you know, our four and five, maybe even six times, we're going to play defensive backs in there and be really, really athletic. I joke with Brandon uh, Matichit uh, at East just a little while ago when he was on the show here about mm-hmm. his ability to handle those Polynesian names. I'm going to have to give you an A plus two. <laughs> You're doing well with all those vowels. Yeah, I, I, I can't do that. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I tell you what, we got our fair share of them. And, uh, you know, obviously they, they, they fit in real well with what we're doing and they give us a real good mixture there but, <laughs> no, no all, all those ooses out there are, are really good for us. <laughs> yes they are and 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 you know it seems like since i came out here in 2012 your secondary mm-hmm. you know every year like well this one's going to be better than last year's and last year's was pretty darn yeah. good uh tell me a little bit about sure. your secondary this year well you know all four guys are back so that that's a big advantage for us and jake bailey obviously is a two-way guy and uh, paul edwards is another guy that's kind of knocking on the door to play a little bit but um, you know, the two corners and, and Lavelle Price and Chris Steele are, are as solid as anybody and got a lot of experience and really happy about them. And then two safeties are, are off the charts. I mean, you have, you know, both of them went to the opening up in Nike and, you know, uh, Stephen Blaylock's going to UCLA and Jaden Woodby's going to Ohio State. Those guys can play. They can, you know, come down and play in the run game. They can play over the top in the two deep look. Um, if we have to play a single high safety, either one of them can do it. Or if we have to play them in the box and let them play part of the run game, they can do that as well. So they're so versatile. They're very, very smart. Um, you know, Blaylock's, you know, obviously kind of like a three-year starter for us. So he really understands the defense and kind of sets, sets the tone on what we're trying to accomplish. So um, when you have that kind of experience, it really helps you uh, develop those young guys. And, you know, as they move on and the other guys move up, that's the reason why we've been able to stay as consistent as we have been because they coach the younger guys and those younger guys understand that they're going to get their play time and they're going to have opportunities. And when they do, they need to make the best of it. So, 
um, it's just a mindset. It's a culture that we've been able to develop that we're going to continue to roll through. And after these guys are gone, we got a, a new crop right below them. We're ready to go as well. <laughs> you sure do. Uh, Jason Negro on the line, St. John Bosco mm-hmm. going to wrap up with a couple of questions about, uh, you know, the fact that, you know, you and modern day over the last couple of years, the Trinity league has come down to you. You kind of had the supremacy thing going on down here. You got to throw Corona Centennial in the mix as well. But, uh, the, the, the you know, I, I would say we've got you guys one and two. I think all the other national mm-hmm. ranking services are going to have you high. Uh, what does it mean mm-hmm. to, to you and Southern California football to have two programs at this elite level going into into this season? It's got to be a lot of fun and kind of heady stuff. Yeah, yeah, without question. I mean, you know, I'm very fortunate that I happen to be at a program at St. John Bosco that allows me the platform to be able to do this. You know, not all high schools you know, obviously are created equal and some obviously places have more advantages than others. And I, and I understand that and I'm going to embrace it. And I I enjoy having the opportunity to do that. The Trinity league is what, you know, has, is the pedestal that, that, you know, we have been placed on and we're going to go out there and try to, you know, test our skills against other teams in the country. And like you said earlier, we're going to play St. Thomas Aquinas in Florida and we're going to play St. John's in DC. And those are two other out of state opponents that we're going to play. And I know, Modern Day is going to play Bishop Gorman, and they're going to play Bergen Catholic out of New Jersey. So, again, that's four out-of-state teams that our league has the opportunity to play, and we get to test our skill sets against those guys and, and you know, measure our programs up um, against those guys. And I think what has happened is, is by us being able to play out-of-state against so many quality programs and actually win these games, I think, you know, out of the nine or ten out-of-state games we have played, you know, we're like eight and two or, or you know, um, you know, ten and two in, in those games. You know, so we, we've been able to not only play out of state games, but we've been able to win those games. And ultimately, I think that's what propels our league and makes it, um, everybody understand, you know, the type of football that we're playing out west. And we got so much talent, you know, in our area. It's so saturated and, you know, we're able to, um, hopefully, uh, continue to that trend and, and, and the Trinity League as it continues to get better um, it's just going to make every program raise the bar higher and higher and, and I think we're certainly ready and able to do that and then the last question I got two more for you so the, the next to last mm-hmm. is how do you keep the kids focused on, with a schedule of this magnitude we always talk about game at a time in, in, in the Trinity League mm-hmm. but I mean how do you really spread that out over what could end up being a 15-16 game season well, I think playing that type of schedule, you know, demands it. You, you, you don't have any weeks off. So it's when you play a couple tough games and then you have, you know, three or four games in a row against lesser opponents. I think that's when you lose focus and that's when you have the problem, you know, trying to keep your kids engaged. We don't have to do that. You know, by playing as quality opponents week in and week out, it just kind of, you know, makes them understand that this is the type of mindset you're going to have to have. And you do have to take it one game at a, at a time. And our kids have learned that and they certainly understand it. And they understand it's a process. And, you know, it's, you know, we lost the first game last year to modern day and we lost to Gorman, but we kind of stormed back and we got better and better as the season went on. And, and our kids understood that, look, you know, not one game makes a season until you get to the playoffs. So as long as you continue to develop that mental attitude and that mental focus, um, the kids are going to go right along with it. And, and it says a lot about the type of kids that we have. You know, we have some battlers and we have some guys that are compete. And, um, you know, I'm really proud of them for that. Talking to Jason Negro, St. John Bosco, number one in the land, modern day number two. It's going to be a fun year out here. So uh, here on uh, July the 20th, uh, give me uh, two or three things that you've got written down on the grease board that uh, the Braves must do to put them into the position where maybe at the end of the season there is a national championship in the offing. I mean, well, without question, I mean, you know, you got to win every game. I mean, if you're going to go undefeated, 
you know, you're going to have to win every game or you might have a loss. I mean, we finished number two last year with two losses because of the quality of opponents we play. If we really want to win this thing, we're going to have to go undefeated. We're going to have to win 15 games. And I think our kids understand that. Uh, if we do slip up and we do, you know, drop a game, we have to continue to grind because we're certainly going to have the opportunity um, down the road to play people that are going to be ranked in the top five and potentially De La Salle and Modern Day, Corona Centennial, all those teams that are really good. So, um, that's one of them is, is you got to win every game. Number two, you got to stay healthy. You know, we, you got to stay healthy. High school football is what it is. And, you know, we lack some depth in some areas. And I think just like any other team in the, in the country, they, they have those same issues. And then thirdly, you're going to have to have some luck. You know, some other teams are going to have to lose along the way. And again, this is all mythical and we all understand and we know that. But, um, if we are going to have to, to win it, some other teams are going to have to obviously lose games down the road. And hopefully, uh, you know, we're able to beat the right teams at the right time to propel us in the national ranking. Well, Jason, we always appreciate uh, you coming on here. Appreciate your friendship. I know you took some time out of your schedule as you're kind of getting ready and decompressing, getting ready for the season. So thanks for the time and best of luck. I'm sure we'll see you once, twice or several times during the season. That's right, Jeff. Uh, you know, I look forward to talking to you. I love, love being a part of your program and certainly being spoken about in some of these elite programs. It's, it's, it's an honor and it's kind of quite humbling, but um, I'm really proud of what my guys have been able to accomplish, and hopefully we can continue to make uh, the Salesians and everybody proud at St. John Bosco. We will talk to you soon. Thanks, Coach. Jason Negro, head coach at uh, St. John Bosco, number one in the land. And over the next uh, several weeks here, as we climb toward the uh, start of the 2017 season, we're going to have all of the uh, coaches on the top-ranked teams uh, going to work on uh, getting Bruce Rollinson on here next week. Uh, Bruce, the head coach at Modern Day. I know we've got uh, Todd uh, Peterman from uh, DeSoto lined up for next week. So we're going to have a, a great uh, two- or three- or four-week stretch run here getting everybody ready. If you have not seen the preseason top 100, please go to highschoolfootballamerica.com. It's all there for you. We'll be releasing our uh, regional rankings, the seven regions coming up. We'll have our state-by-state -state rankings. All of those will start once we go in-season. So once the, the first games are played, we will then go and uh, put those rankings up there. So uh, a lot of stuff to come here over the, uh, the coming weeks, and uh, highschoolfootballamerica.com is the place to be to keep up with everything heading into the 2017 season. Well, that's going to do it for tonight's show. If you missed any of it, please uh, feel free to listen to it in our archives as you can listen to any of our shows. We've had over 150 shows over the last seven years, and all you have to do is go to highschoolfootballamerica.com and click on the, uh, click on the uh, words radio show in the navigation tab you can hear everything there don't forget to follow us when we're not on the air uh twitter our handle is heist no nope, it used to be hsfb america it's now jeff fisher media follow us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash high school football america and also on instagram our handle there is high school football america if anybody out there is still looking for coaches please feel free to send me whatever uh, position is open on your staff we will post it for you for free on our coaches' job board, which is uh, right on the uh, highschoolfootballamerica.com website. Also, uh, please check out coachesjobboard.com for uh, high school coaching opportunities outside of the football world. For now, this is Jeff Fisher saying good night and good sports from Southern California. You've been listening to High School Football America. We'll talk to you next week.